Okay, so I guess we were talking about red flags for one reason or another on the Zone radio station yeah. on, on the air. <laughs> and uh, you, you, I guess you, you got to be real aware of red flags. You've got red flags when you meet someone, right? Yes, and what's so frustrating about red flags is that you don't notice them until you're out of the relationship. At least that's the case for me. Oh, or you really? notice them and you, you have that feeling you're like, that is a red flag, but I'm going to ignore it. I'm just going <laughs> to give them the benefit of the doubt that they're yes. just going to fix that or whatever. And then it becomes a way larger issue. And yeah. then outside of the relationship, all your friends are like, oh, red flag. That was weird when he did that. I was like, yeah, I should have listened to my gut. That was pretty messed up. You know? Yes. Yes, I know. I get it. I understand. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I um. It's tough for me to nail down a red flag because a red flag feels like something that you see and that you think like would lead to something bigger, and so you try and nip it in the butt. But for me, it's like uh, if I even get the slightest discomfort <laughs> in a close partnership, I am. Done. No. Oh, right? Really? Well, yeah. And I, so I said to you on the air, like, oh, if they talk too much, that's someone I'm remembering. That uh-huh. it was nighttime. We had done some lay down kisses. And then, but, 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 she wants to keep talking, talking, talking. I'm like, <laughs> go to sleep now. <laughs> right? That was a, not, I mean, like, I guess that's a red flag, but. I didn't see that person no more. Oh. And it, I think it was because the too much it talking It was a deal breaker. Yeah. So that's it's different. What, it's for me, it's, it's between a red flag and a deal breaker. There's very little in between room there. Same thing like I told you, oh, this one person was on the phone to me and I was saying, hey, I'm playing a baseball game right now. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, you need to stop that baseball game and talk to me right what well, like, was it what? an emergency? No, of course not. That's not respecting like, your time. She, yeah, that's right. That's a deal breaker. So that's me. it to me. It was like as soon as the red flag gets even halfway up the pole, yeah. I'm like, nah, get just get red. Deal break. Deal I break. I think red flags is like there has they're a little bit more minor, and you have yeah. to have a few of them, like three red flags, and you're out, kind oh, of thing. You know, interesting. Um, we have our intern our here, intern. Kurt. Hey, one Kurt. thing. Hi, I'm Kurt. He's the one actually, because you and I are, you know, we're locked down. We got freaking long termers, but. Ball Chains. <laughs> boy over here. But Curtis is relatively single right now. Relatively single, okay. meaning completely single. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so when you're out there, Tom Catton and whatnot, what are you looking for as a red flag? Well, one thing that I've noticed in my life is that red flags that I notice in other people are often things that are probably red flags about myself. Oh, projecting. You know? wow. It's like things that you, you know, Paul, you mentioned like. What if somebody talks too much? Do you find that you ever get to go ba 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 ba? Not at nighttime after at the nighttime. kisses are finished. Okay, well that's fair. That's no. like a timely thing. <laughs> no, but uh, I don't know. I'm like, I love to cuddle, but I hate it when somebody wants to cuddle me more than I want to be cuddled. Oh, that's like a red flag that I have, but it's also probably somebody's red flag for me. Right. Um, yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah so, I could see that. Yeah, I'm. I mean, like. Some people are just like that. They have different tolerances of the physical intimacy, probably, Mm -hmm. right? But I feel like the real red flag there has to be the disrespect of when that time comes. Boundaries. Mm -hmm. When the person really does truly need their bodily autonomy and then if they're not leaving that alone or if they get too crazy about it. When sleepy time comes, you know? Sleepy time is a real, real sensitive time for a lot of people. Uh-huh. You Don't know? touch me in sleepy time. No. Um, red flags for me is uh, if they spend way too much time with their parents. Yeah, like calling them every day. Um, also being so willing to move back in with their parents. <laughs> like oh it, like if you ask them a question they're, and you're like, oh, would you ever move back in your parents? Like, yeah, I would love to live with my parents again. I see that as a red flag. You're too dependent on them. And then you become the parent for yeah. them and then it's it's no it's like a maternal thing and it, it's icky yeah. it's a big big red flag I think me. I would rather die than live with my parents again. I know that's how I feel no hey. I'm I love my mom I just wouldn't live with her yeah how about this <laughs> how about this if someone's dirty like if their house is real dirty oh yeah uh, have you ever been to someone's house and you're like this is dirty I and think you said that about my house no. Yeah. <laughs> Your house isn't dirty. Someone's always the cleaner one too. So that's another one of those tolerance things yes. where it's like, okay, where are we at on the cleanliness scale? Am I always cleaning up after you? Yeah. yeah. That's, I, I know. Cause like if you're meeting someone and they're in the adulthood and their house or their situation is filth, they're not changing that. That's a really tough ship to turn around. And mm-hmm. oh God. Yeah. Okay. Speaking on cleanliness, um, red flag is if there is a pile of hair in the shower. 
For guys? For guys? For guys, yeah. I've dated people with like long hair and I just like, I walked into their shower and I was like, there is a a pile. Like you took all of the hairs from the tiles and then put them in a pile and then just left them there. Yeah. Yeah. And um, head and shoulder shampoo and conditioner. (laughs) That is a red flag for me. (laughs) So people just have dandruff. They can't help that. That's not good for you. Really? Don't use that. Okay. So what is the hair pile speaking? (laughs) That's just laziness or what is that? I think it was just added on top of a messy apartment, but like messy and being like, okay, where's, where are you at right now? Where are we at? Shower's supposed to be a safe space. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Maybe I shouldn't have been creeping. You don't want, but you don't want hair monsters in your, in your safe space. Oh yeah. Exactly. Right. And no, it's fine for you to be creeping too, because if anyone has someone coming over like that, that's your opportunity to hardcore clean your house mm-hmm. and your shower. You've got yeah. to make that good impression. I feel like anyways, I do the same. I'm not a super cleanly person, mm. but when I got someone new coming over, oh. okay. Yeah. I'm the whole place is getting a scrub down. Yeah. If I have a lady coming over, I am cleaning the shit out of my place. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, uh, me too. Okay, everybody wash your bed sheets regularly. Oh, that yeah. That is another. Oh, yeah. If you don't have a bed sheet, too. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my oh God. really? <laughs> That's a thing that some some guys don't do bed sheets. Well, I hear that from a lot sheets? of women. Yeah. Okay, but what if they got a duvet, though, with a nice duvet cover? That doesn't really require a bed sheet. What are you talking about? Do you, you feel know? like it does? All beds need two bed sheets. You got you the need- stretchy guy and then you got the not stretchy Wait, guy. Wait, so you just raw dogging it on a freaking- <laughs> On a mattress? On a mattress? No, of course not. No, that's a fitted sheet. You're talking about a top sheet, oh, right? Oh, no, we're talking about both. Both. You need, so you're talking fitted, top, and then comforter slash duvet? Okay, yes. top is not okay. super necessary. Thank you. But you fitted, fitted. Yeah. Yes, of course. If yeah, you go to someone's house and they don't have a fitted sheet. What do you do? Just Lysol it every night? <laughs> I don't know. What is going on there? Oh, boy. Okay. Well, thanks for joining for this pod. And it covers the last bunch of weeks, actually, of the yeah. radio show because we've been uh, a little uh, fast and loose with putting this thing out. Mm-hmm. But that's great. Uh, please enjoy. And thank you. Thank you. Reading an interesting study coming out that's saying that Canadians more than even a couple of years ago, when they're comparing the numbers, are watching their language more carefully in front of other people. Oh, interesting. So not swearing as much? Yeah, exactly. Like the vast majority of Canadians said that they sometimes or always try to not swear around certain people, whether that's kids or, I don't know, their family members or whatever. Oh. They try to, on purpose, be polite about that. Okay. I could see that. I mean, yeah, certain people. I wish, yeah, I'm just thinking about like customer service workers in the last two years, and I think they probably would not agree with that. There's probably been a lot more swearing. You're probably right. Um, But on a personal note, yeah, there's definitely people that I don't swear around or I try not to. But for the most part, I've been pretty free with my uh, swears. Oh, you love Off the radio, yeah. Yeah, right, really. Yeah, I try to, yeah. Yeah, I like to think that I'm good at that as well. Like, I... In public, I'm a polite person and don't swear too much and, you know, replace some of the worse swear words mm-hmm. with like a, oh, heck. Oh, that's Something great. like yeah. that, right? Or like a, one that you hear even off the air, I often do like one of these crumb snakes. I've never heard that, actually. Oh, you never heard that? <laughs> oh, I try and keep my temper around I you. I think you whisper it. I think that's what happens. Crumb, crumb snakes. snakes. Ah, crumb snakes. So those are pretty good. Okay, but, okay, so I'm an uncle to some kids. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, and I don't want to say, like, I've taught them swears, but I do get great joy when a small <laughs> child swears, you know? You There's do? something so cute about it. Like, everyone is just shook when it happens. Yes. And then I'm the bad influence and I kind of like it. <laughs> I'm not having kids, okay? <laughs> but I'm just so the opposite. When I see oh, a little yeah. kid swear, I'm like, oh, well, that's it for you. <laughs> oh, wow. You broke that early? Oh, jeez. Oh, I love it. Try and hold out. What do you say instead of the swears? Because there are those moments where only a swear will do, but you have to bite yeah. your tongue and take that left turn. One right? of my favorites lately is also one of my favorite little spots to get some uh, midnight snacks. Oh, yes? Ah, fork and pork. <laughs> this one, it, I don't know who this is from. It says, uh, for Fox Creek. Or, or frog snakes. <laughs> frog snacks. 
Oh, snacks. So sorry. I, will, I really like that. <laughs> Frog snacks. Um, one owner texted in here and said that they've got an Irish guy who works with them, and he imported the word bollocks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love that one. That is good. It's got that hard K near the end, mm-hmm. which really works. Yeah. Uh, James says, for Pete's peppers. <laughs> It's pretty good, actually. Um, uh, I'm seeing uh, here's this is one coming in from Australia. Clearly, crikey, yeah, good one. Uh, crikey and drats also oh, quite good. Jade Cobra texted in. Okay, what do we got? Um, Jade started saying, "Oh, good gravy." <laughs> and her son has already said it a few times too. That's cute. That is really good cute. gravy. Um, Steve makes the good point. <laughs> I just want to be more like Roy Kent from Ted Lasso. Do you watch Ted Lasso? No. So, Ted, so much about it. Roy Kent is this character who just swears constantly, right? Okay. And same like you, taught his young niece to swear Love and it. then got in trouble for swearing at school. <laughs> and I think it's so interesting... Whenever I watch that show, I'm like, this is the show that everyone says is the most wholesome thing on TV. Oh, yeah. And one of its characters, <laughs> the trait is constant swearing. Oh! Are we in a post-swears are bad world now? I think we're moving in that direction. I'm all for it. Oh, I like Thomas's. Mm. Fart knocker. I want... Oh, no, no, no. Too funny. <laughs> Too funny to me. Okay. Um, one was... Uh, Shenanigans. Shenanigans. That's pretty good. Yeah. And then the same zoner texted in the word shapoopy. Oh my gosh. Yeah, which we know from the Music Man Great classical play. musical. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which, I don't know. Does this. Imagine you just dropped your pizza face down, right? Right on the floor. Really? Right. You're going to go like this? Shapoopy. 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 <laughs> right? I don't know if that really is satisfying. I'm a little concerned. The Ecto-1 car from the 1984 smash hit Ghostbusters. I'm a fan. Has vanished into thin air. What? Okay, so this car (laughs) is being used for a promotional tour to, like, you know, get the whole new Ghostbusters legacy movie uh, promoted. But it just went completely missing when it was on display at a uh, comic kind of convention and event in northern Italy. And so they're asking people to keep an eye out for the 1959 Cadillac. Are you serious? Mm -hmm. It's gone. They have no idea where it went. Someone stole it. Someone stole it. Someone, Someone has it right now. Someone pulled a gun in 60 seconds <laughs> yeah. on the least conspicuous car on planet Earth. Right? I know. How do you wow. hide that thing? You just have it in your garage? You can't drive it around or anything? Yeah, you got an old fire hall to put yeah. it in? <laughs> wow. Wild, wild yeah. movie. Paul, did yeah. you take it? I don't know. I, if I have one, I made it myself. It's mine. Oh, I'm a collector. Okay. I'm a, yeah. That's I just, what a stealer would I'm say. I'm a hobbyist. I, it's my hobby. I remake the Ghostbusters car. I feel like you wouldn't get far in that. Paul, <laughs> but that's <From> true. <laughs> but that's true, though, that people do recreate the Ghostbusters car. Right. Uh, so unless you're really tooting around under the hood and let's see the VIN number, how would you know it was the original? Uh, Somebody's got it. Or this was just a ploy by Sony to get <gasps> to talk up about ah! Ghostbusters oh, that legacy. Is, My tinfoil hat is on, <laughs> which has worked apparently. <laughs> November twelfth. So here in Canada. This is the first day where there's no excuse anymore to not be celebrating Christmas already. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, the Remembrance Day uh, purists are very, very adamant that you hmm. can't put lights up, no trees, no Mariah Carey, no carols. I'm I'm about that, too. Yeah. I'm all about that. Oh, yeah. absolutely. I, you know, me, I push it all the way to December 1st, but, yeah. you know... At very least, you can't impede upon Remembrance Day. So that's behind us now. So today is Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Um, saw this news story about uh, malls preparing for mall Santa. Mm-hmm. Are you uh, one of those kooky adults who takes a picture with the mall Santa? No. I avoid that. Really? <laughs> Do you want to take a picture, me and you, with Mall Santa this year? And we'll send it as a Christmas card. Happy, for, happy from our radio show. Happy Christmas? No, it's okay. <laughs> Okay. No, okay, I'd do that for you. Absolutely. Right? You're my, you're my man. Yeah. Okay. How about this? Because, of course, you know, you see on the news, oh, yeah, I'm wearing masks and plexiglass and whatever, right? Yeah. What about an outside Santa? Because, as we know, everything's safer outside. Like Santa on the beach? Well, sure. If you've got access to a beach, yes. Okay. But I saw someone actually, it was a photographer posting, uh, they would meet you out in the woods. Okay. Right? Yeah. They had a sleigh. Nice. To take the picture on. Beautiful wooded background. 
Okay, they got a Santa Claus. Like, I, I see Santa Claus doing that in his spare time, you know, going out chopping wood to mm-hmm. keep his little home all safe. He's out there in the woods talking to squirrels, maybe having a squirrel in his pocket, yes. Bob Ross move, you know? I, yes. I feel that. He's a very, like, woodsy man. So, I mean, if it's an outdoor ba- backdrop, Paul, absolutely, I would love to take a photo with Santa in the woods with you. Now, let's just reconcile that with reality here. Okay. It's usually the malls who do the Santas. Oh, yeah. So, so. if we're doing it out in a mall parking lot, tailgate style, <laughs> is that still cool? <laughs> At a Mayfair parking lot? Yeah. Yeah, with all the cars in the background. Why not? And one sleigh. I think that's <laughs> Start cool. next to a Tesla. Right? We yeah. do our toy drive out there. Pretty festive. Oh. I like it. Dodge like furniture this. in the background? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I love that. This weekend, by the way, mm-hmm. it felt like you couldn't escape. It was the weekend of the pop stars. Oh, yeah, it was. <laughs> oh, my so gosh. So much pop st- Well, number one, Taylor Swift dominated everything. Yeah. Released this or re-released this album, which apparently is a good thing for mm-hmm. her. Really good. She got all this control back over all her music and her art and re-released it her way, and that was really great and everything for I'm her. just very happy for Taylor Swift fans because she is just given so much to them recently, yes. and they are just on cloud nine, so um, I'm happy for you. Me too. Yeah. I'm really happy for you. I really, fi- I really hope you find out what happened to that red scarf. Oh, yeah. That's the big one. Yeah. She released this 10-minute long video about this song about... So he left a scarf at... Do you know who the the theory is? Isn't it like Jake Gyllenhaal or something? Yes. Okay. And at Maggie Gyllenhaal's house. <gasps> oh. It was, she left the scarf at Maggie Gyllenhaal's house. So who's got the scarf now? <laughs> in this bad breakup? I don't know, Paul. I hope is we it, find out. Is it Maggie Gyllenhaal? Did she wear it on the set of The Dark Knight? The Batman movie? <laughs> That's my connection. <laughs> Who knows who's got it? Maybe Christian Bale's got this. Who knows? Uh, and then, of course, there was a big thing last night that happened with Adele. Mm-hmm. An interview by Oprah. And there was like a one-night-only sort of concert, right? Which I heard Adele? was really good. Cool. And then, of course, we, and I feel like a lot of people who were out drinking on Friday night, just every toast was oh, to Britney Spears. Free and Britney. Yeah. Just free Britney, right? <sighs> That was such great news yeah. to get into the weekend, for sure. <laughs> that was nice. And how long do you think we can do that? I think Forever. For- and forever, as long as she's free, absolutely. Really? Oh, yeah. Keep toasting to Britney? Absolutely. Okay, yeah, she great. deserves it. At least the, what, 14 years that she was in that conservatorship. So for additional 14 years? Yeah. I think that's a great idea. Yesterday, I braved the uh, weather a little bit to go out shopping, and um, I just felt like a real idiot. <laughs> Not because of the rain. But because it's like, it's so close to Christmas and I was shopping for myself. Oh. <laughs> Is that, I just want to. Treat yourself, you know, you deserve it. No, I don't. <laughs> I deserve anything. I have been feeling that. Just be, I don't know if it's because there's like not a lot of sun recently. I'm not getting that like boost of energy. And mm-hmm, I'm like mm-hmm. looking for that in different ways. Like little boosts of serotonin from buying and spending money, you know. Um, so yeah, I'm with you on that. I feel the urge to shop a lot lately Retail for myself. Therapy? Yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's the call. I know. I know. And we've already decided in my house. It's like we've got a lot of trips and everything in the new year planned. So it's like, all right, we're having an imagination Christmas this year. No presents. That's great. But here we are now, you know, two, three paychecks out and we're buying ourselves presents. <laughs> Outrageous behavior. Um, I, I heard one interesting thing. You know how we're all so sure that our phones are spying on us full time? Well, they are, yeah. If you just say loudly something that you want for Christmas near your partner's phone, then do you think they'll start getting sponsored ads, right, in their newsfeed and whatever? Totally. You think that'll work? Absolutely. I definitely think it'll work. We were talking about construction because we were doing a reno in my house and all of a sudden I'm getting like ads for paint and putty and all this stuff. I've never looked it up (laughs) online. For putty. Yeah, we were just having a conversation about that the next five minutes. That's what happens. Yes. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. Oh, I believe it. I believe it's true. And if you don't want to leave it up to chance too, just, you know, if you've got that kind of trusting relationship with your partner, just grab their phone. 
Google the thing you want. <laughs> yeah. Just write in like Vitamix Blender or whatever you want, right? Yeah. And then close that tab and then just let the algorithm do its thing and yeah. let your partner know what you want for Christmas. Yeah, you don't have to do that subtle dropping of hints. Let Google do it for you. Let Google do it for you. And then if you still end up with an ugly sweater, then you know you really got to have a sit down. <laughs> yeah. You got to talk about that. Hey, as we deal with floods... Here on Vancouver Island, no one thing we don't have to compound that with. Deadly scorpions. Yeah. Yeah, we don't have any d- of those swimming about. <laughs> so that's that's the silver lining. But in Egypt, they're saying, the media is saying that three people have actually died mm-hmm. and hundreds were injured after scorp- scorpions swarmed this town due to flooding. The water, yeah. waters rise, scorpions are like, I'm getting out of here. Right, right. Yeah, so they have this terrible infestation. And then once the floods and the things came out, they came out of hiding. If anyone's outside, they're getting stung. So they yeah. actually had to, like, close down travel. They had to close down schools as well because it was just too dangerous to go out into the water because there's just scorpions everywhere. Oh, my God. What? It's, what? Yeah, 89 people had to go to the hospital. Hundreds other had to receive treatments. Uh, this is Egypt's fat-tailed scorpion, mm-mm. considered to be among the most deadly in the world. Venom from a black fat tail can kill humans in under an hour if left untreated, and that's what has happened Whoa. in three cases. Okay, I'm going to shift a little bit here. Okay. I went to the bug zoo not too long ago, okay. like last week. Yep. And uh, you can, okay, if you shine a black light on scorpions... They turn blue. Did you know that? They Sounds turn right. like they like glow this blue color, which I thought was really cool. Is there a reason why? Is there some evolutionary? I, I don't know why. They didn't explain it to me. Maybe they don't know. But yeah, <laughs> they, they had a little yeah. black light and they all turned, or a flashlight and they all turned blue. It was so cool. Flashlight or a black light? I don't know. Some sort of flashlight, black light thing. Right. Yeah. Because I was, I don't know about evolution I because I don't think they encounter black lights. In yeah, the wild too true. much, right? Like, where among yeah. their evolution did they go into clubs? Yeah. Do they still use cl- a lot of black light in clubs? I haven't been to a club in a very long time. No, I don't no think that, that's a good idea in a club, no. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> Avoid that, actually. So if you uh, are stuck in traffic today and dealing with uh, water on the roads, at least there's no bad dance clubs <laughs> with black lights yeah. going on in your car or a deadly scorpions coming out. Do you know about the rug hug at the Manitoba, the Winnipeg airport? No. It's a great thing. When you come down the escalator, when you come off a plane at the Winnipeg airport, there's this big round rug, and obviously that's where you meet your family or whoever's there to pick you up. Right. So a lot of hugs happen on this rug. Yeah. And so it got named the hug rug, and now there's big words on it that say hug rug. That's cute. They should live stream that. Do you think? I love watching people get reunited at airports. Like, that's a fun thing to just go to an airport and just watch that. You're not picking anyone up. You're just there to see the sheer joy. You're just, like, mooching off other <laughs> yeah. people's good vibes. Oh, must be nice. Oh, yeah, they love each other. That's real nice. <laughs> so, that's an idea for sure. Uh, so, shout out to all Manitoba's owners who know about the that's Hug cool. Rock. And I'm stoked for you that you have it, and it's a unique thing about that airport, but I also would like to start a petition. Here's my idea, rather than the, the mooch vibes mm-hmm. of you. I want to I want to have a hug rug in every Canadian airport across yes. this country. That's not a uniquely Manitoba thing. We no. all love to hug. Yeah. You know, if a plane in Vancouver, you, let, you do that, you walk through that fake rainforest and there's like bird chirping noises all around you. I didn't know about this. Oh, it's I don't fly a lot, though, so... It's beautiful, but okay. I want a hug rug! <laughs> Dramatic scenes across the uh, province with all this crazy weather happening. Mm-hmm. The one that was, um, I guess, a little bit funny was the barge, the loose barge over in Vancouver. Oh, yeah. No one was hurt, which is good. No one was yeah. hurt. Let's just say that off the hop. There's been so much barge news in the last year and a bit, hey? A lot of barge talk. A lot of barge talk. Yeah. This uh, barge came loose in English Bay over in Vancouver and made for some very dramatic video, especially while the waves and the craziness was still going on, all, all the wind. Mm-hmm. And it was just free floating, came loose, heading towards the Broad Bridge. Yeah. Could be pretty dangerous. Um, it uh, ran aground in Stanley Park. And uh, now the real only result, other than for the owner who has to pay to clean the thing up, is... Uh, People went down to take selfies with it. Of course. 
Is there nothing we won't take selfies with? <laughs> a big boat. I you mean, tempting, it? tempting. Right. I, I know that the um, seawall was all closed yesterday, right? Because the water was so high. Right. So, I'm, yeah, they had to sneak down there. They had to sneak down there, yeah. brave the water, which was coming up over the seawall. Yeah. Climb on the rocks <laughs> in the dark. People were doing this, taking selfies. We need to have a selfie with the barge. Oh, yeah. It's a little adrenaline rush when you're down there, I'm sure, right? I think that's why people do it. I mean, we were just talking a little earlier this morning about being down at Dallas Road and just seeing the amount of people, right? Yes. And there were some people who, like, went down to the beach to just, like, be near the waves and have the waves crash on them. And then there were three surfers (laughs) who decided to surf Dallas Road. (laughs) So, yeah, it was pretty wild. I find that, you know, really good for you, I guess. Yeah, it is a big adrenaline rush to have the waves crash oh, yeah. over and all the sea, salty seawater splash on you and drench your clothes. Then you got to go home and what do you have a hot shower, or bath, yeah. and some cocoa? I, that's what I did is I went and had chili uh, and some cornbread after. But yeah, we did get splashed by the wave and I was like, that energized me. I feel the <laughs> adrenaline. <laughs> Would not recommend, but yeah. Uh, oh yeah, and there is this like great iconic video now too over in Vancouver of someone riding their bicycle in oh, the yeah. like foot deep water on the seawall in front of the barge that's crashed up on the beach. It's like wow, what a time in our lives. The rain is just pelting them, and they're barely getting anywhere, but they are hustling on that bike. There's no stopping selfie takers or bicyclists. Yeah, they are the star, the bicyclists, not the barge. That was beautiful. Yeah. Um, also, um, of course, there is a Twitter account now for the barge. It's just called at English Bay Barge. <laughs> you can go. It's a lot of barge puns, as you yeah. might imagine. Mm-hmm. A lot of like, look, I made the news. Won't my peers be nice jealous? One. Right. You know, and I'm sorry to barge through. Okay. Mm, it's great. Yeah, it's done. <laughs> okay. I have here for you now some science, Jen, about what, oh, okay. you, what you should eat. This um, huge study happened. They took 8,000 foods, okay, and then assigned them all an algorithm to rank them. Once and for all, what is the healthy things you should eat? What are the least healthy things you should eat? Oh, okay. What is good for fueling your body? Hmm. And it's all just exactly what you would imagine. Really? Okay. Yeah. Starting with drinks, right? You like to drink drinks? I like to drink drinks, yeah. I think my favorite drink is water. Me too. Did you see me guzzling my water today? I did. I noticed. You're staying hydrated. Sometimes water just hits. Yeah, it really does. It does the trick. Okay. Here are the worst things to put in your body. Yeah. Tied for third worst, cola, lemonade, sports drinks, energy drinks. They're all tied. Are you talking about like Gatorade too? Yes. Because that has saved me many times. I thought it was good for me. (laughs) I guess not. Cranberry juice is supposed to be, is bad for you. Okay, we're not talking about like real cranberry juice because that has some good of like you know effects to your body. Yeah, we're yeah. We're talking like, about the fake stuff. Yeah, sweetened cranberry. Oh, juice. Okay, yeah. And the worst thing drink wise you can put in your body: iced coffee, mocha, low fat milk latte. <laughs> That's my order at Starbucks. <laughs> ah, dang. Best things you can put in your mo- in your body for drink wise. Okay, I'm curious about this. Tomato juice. Oh. Is for number two, tomato oh. juice. Unsalted, unsweetened. I drink a lot of Clamato juice. Um oh, the weekends. On there. Clam, you think would make it even better, right? Yeah. We get the clammy goodness. The best thing, celery juice. That's just water. That's just water. <laughs> it's pretty much just water. <laughs> Interesting. Celery does... juice. I didn't know that was a thing. I know. Where's milk on that list? Because I remember growing up. And every, you know, piece of health information was like, drink milk. It's the only thing you should drink. Drink it every day with dinner. Always drink milk. Your bones and need milk. And now I never drink milk as an adult. Never. Yeah. I don't think milk is probably going to be high on the list. No. I don't know exactly. Okay. But I, yeah, that's a good. It's definitely not top three. It's Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll, there's a lot of information about this fruits and whatnot. Hey, oh, what a what a heads up! Maraschino cherries, one of the least healthy fruits. Oh, what? What? The cherries soaking in sugar water? <laughs> Not so good. Oh, thanks. Good heads up. Here's what I can tell you though: snacks and sweet desserts. Okay, here are the worst ones. Oh, frozen yogurt. Really? Yeah, sweetened frozen yogurt. Mm. No, so good. Croissants. I love a croissant. Who doesn't? It's all butter, though. That makes sense. Worst dessert. Marshmallow. 
Aw, that's okay. Listen, all the scientists can come right up to my door and kiss my butt if you oh. think I'm not bringing a bag of marshmallows camping, okay? Okay. Once a year around a bonfire, <laughs> kiss it. Uh, here's the best desserts and sweet snacks you can have. Uh, air-popped plain popcorn. Fun. Yeah. Nothing on it. Nothing no, just on how it. I like it. Yeah. Cardboard that's, poppers. That's like a chore, yeah. actually. More yeah. than a treat. Dark chocolate covered almonds. Nice. Okay, right. delicious. Yeah, pretty decadent. And frozen low fat dark chocolate yogurt. <laughs> oh, boring. I know. Okay. So the full list is out there now. You can go and find it online if you like. Comprehensive list. <laughs> if it changes even a single one of your behaviors at the grocery store, yeah. wow, I'll be blown away. Good job, scientists. Just watching all the uh, the dramatic images coming out of the Fraser Valley on the mainland um, all morning. Um, people in Chilliwack, because Chilliwack is kind of right in the hot spot in the middle. Abbotsford's flooded, so nothing mm-hmm. is coming in from the west. And then further east, the Coquihalla is all washed out, flooded, huge damage there. Right. It's like nothing's getting in or out. Yeah. They don't have any gas right now. Um, there's been uh, promises from the provincial and federal governments now, too, for um, a lot of aid, um, Air Force aid, mm-hmm. helping people come and bring in supplies and things like that to right. the Fraser Valley. Yeah, because we are hearing now that there's this big fire in the same area, around 10 kilometers from where the uh, pump is in, <laughs> uh, in Abbotsford. Right. So now 40 firefighters are trying to deal with that situation, and they're saying that the fumes from that could be toxic because we're dealing with, like, hundreds of RVs. And then there's like power lines over top. Yeah, it's just getting worse. Here's a message from Abbotsford Police Department as well. Okay. Uh, for people, please don't recreationally enjoy the flood. Mm-hmm. They had to rescue four young people, four youths, who were kayaking in evacuated uh. areas with rising swift water. Oh, no. Yeah. We can't stress this enough, they said. Please stay out of evacuated areas. Right. There was, yeah, reports earlier this morning, too, that people were just going over there just to take photos in the evacuated areas, <laughs> yes. too, who weren't part of the media or anything like that. So, yeah. Trying to get a selfie? Yeah. 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 Yeah, because when your kayak gets tipped over or when fast-moving water, you know, as you're taking a selfie, you've got to be rescued. Guess mm. what? There's a lot of other things going on right yeah. now. Do not hamper the uh, ability of the police department and other emergency response because you decide to go for a kayak because you're like, Wow. Crazy. Flood, water. And we're really hoping that the weather is going to get a little bit better over the next little bit here. Yeah, certainly hoping that. Um, I want to end here with uh, a quote I read from the mayor of Abbotsford. Mm -hmm. He says he's feeling better today than he was last night about the pumping station, about the situation. Okay. However, he qualified that they are still in deep doo-doo. Wait, who said that? The mayor of Abbotsford. The mayor? Yes. He says deep doo-doo? He said deep. That's the quote I read. <laughs> and I, it's it's getting appreciated online Aww. just as like, yeah, no one would draw, would like judge you right now or be upset if you just decided to swear on TV. That's okay. But keeping it clean, keeping it wholesome. It was like the most wholesome way to put it. Yeah. We're in deep doo-doo right now, everyone. <laughs> let's, let's all work together, okay? We're in deep doo-doo. A group of Victoria gamers have raised over $600,000 for charity. The team is fundraising by playing a game called Desert Bus. Have you heard of this game? Yes. Okay, so all you do is you just drive a bus in the desert on a straight road with no traffic and you can't go above 70 kilometers per hour. That's it. It sounds like hell. I'm so sorry they're going through this, but for a great cause, right? Or is it from like somewhere to Las Vegas or something like that? That's in the desert. That's the game. Wow. So the more donations that they receive, the longer they play. And the money is going toward an organization called Child's Play, which donates video games to hospitals uh, and domestic violence shelters. So you can actually watch their live stream right now. I was just watching them. They look well-rested at <laughs> desertbus.org. They've been going at it for almost 110 hours so far. They've been doing this for years, like the entire time I've lived in Victoria. Really? That's yeah. so great. Great team of people doing oh, this. Oh, they're so yeah. fun. And they do little like skits. And if you pay money, they'll do like <laughs> special things for you as well. It's great. So Michael texts it in and it's true. The funny thing about that desert bus game is, as you described it, right? It's just a bus driving in the desert mm-hmm. in in real time. No traffic. No, just bus. The funny thing is that the the bus pulls a little to the left, uh. so you can't just press forward and then like you know like tape the button down. 
on the oh, controller. No. You have to every now and then. You need to make a slight adjustment on the bus. They need to upgrade that bus. It needs to have, you know, like when you, like the handless driving or whatever with the. Yes. Oh, with the lane lines. trace assist? That's it. Technology? That's what it's called. Clearly, yeah. I don't have that, but yeah, they need to upgrade that bus. Yeah. It's been years they've been playing this game, right? So, yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's about time. Yeah. There's a new trend ordering a Gretzky at a coffee shop. That's nine cream, nine sugar, because his jersey number was 99. Apparently, it's gross. Nine cream, nine sugar. There's literally like one drop of coffee. That's gross. So we, here we go, the nine cream, nine sugar, Wayne Gretzky. Okay, real talk, it's not as bad as I thought. That sounds gross. Of course. But we are actually also trying to get a whole secret menu named after Canadian icons to take off. Like the Ryan Reynolds. That's when you buy a coffee for the person behind you in the line. It's mainly just for good press. Mm-hmm. There's the Seth Rogen. It's expensive, but it's served in one of his pottery creations, and it is in infused, if you know what I'm saying? Drake, well, it's even more expensive than the Rogan, but every cup comes with courtside Raptors tickets, so that's pretty cool. That is sweet. And finally, there's the Celine Dion. It comes with a shot of adrenaline, so your heart will go on. Oh, I see what you did. So how's your weekend with these uh, new gas rules imposed here? Well, I actually got on empty right before all the panic buying started. You're and on I, empty? I, yeah, I filled up right before it happened. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I really, I lucked out in the timing of my gas tank <laughs> yes, yes. and I didn't have to deal with it. But my, my partner, you know, after the restrictions came in and everything, he was running on empty for a while. He was like, I'm just going to walk if I have to kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, he went out like early in the morning at like sunrise on Sunday and was able to get his 30 liters. And what was interesting, I was I was asking though, because I was like, oh, like, you know, does it just cap off at, at 30? How does this work? The one that he went to, it just capped off automatically. Okay. It was like 45 yeah. bucks or whatever the math was, and it just stopped automatically. So that was all he could take, and yeah. that was what he expected. Yeah. Yeah, because I was wondering if you could just continue to fill up or what, what the deal is with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's good when places do that for you. Yeah. You don't have to do the math on it or whatever. Yeah. I know. I did find that it was like a a weird time of doing math. Like, <laughs> right. I, you know, it was like, I, like I was looking up online, like what is my fuel mileage? Like how much does per liter do I get mm-hmm. when I'm driving and then trying to like do some math if I was going to make it to certain places and within a 30 liter fail, just in case the place I went to didn't have more gas. Yeah. It was, it was a weird time. Not to mention, yeah, doing that math of like, how much gas can I buy right now? Mm-hmm. Punching that in. But it was interesting. I know I was the same way is that I had gas. I had a full tank wow. when people were lining up, and I every time I looked at my little gas needle on the uh, full, I was like, I am a demigod at oh very least. I have gas. I have no restrictions uh, compared to people who were like, I guess I walk now. Right? It got me feeling bad, though, because I'm like, can I take some of my gas and give you it? I really don't <laughs> need this much. I'm sorry. I think people um, really were thinking about... I've never siphoned gas in my life. Well. Now, whether it's like to steal, I hope not, or to share amongst households, right? We were all kind of reckoning with the idea of having gasoline in our mouths, maybe for the first time. With all the uh, weather events that have happened across the islands and the lower mainland, uh, some wild stories, a couple of like kind of okay, nice, good time, feel good stories. I would say silver lining stories for sure. Yeah, we're, we're looking at here right now. Um, okay, first off. There was one story yeah. where um, this not quite couple yet, they've been on a few dates okay. and they were going to go meet up and have a night together. And met then, on Tinder, right? Mm-hmm. Couple of okay dates and then decided, oh. You know what? Yeah, oh. I'll travel down to your city and we'll have a little hangout. Well, they got caught in like the Lillooet mudslide mess and they got stuck there. It ended up being what, spending 40 hours together mm-hmm. in the car, just driving around trying to escape. They came out okay <laughs> and turns out they really like each other and I feel like this could be turned into a Hallmark movie. Let's yes. film it here in Victoria. We're used to that sort of stuff. Absolutely. Adorable. I Happy for that. them. Here's another thing that happened here on the island. This couple was trying to get from Whiskey Creek to Nanaimo mm. to deliver their baby. Oh my gosh. Okay, mom goes into labor and uh, wouldn't you know it, sinkhole opens up. And so mom delivers baby on the highway. Now, 
That's intense. That is so intense. Luckily, both the mama and the baby, they are okay. Everyone's great. Um, they did it on the side of the road. <laughs> um, I don't know. For my initial, initial thought was, you've got to memorialize this in some way, so... Oh, like honor it in a name? Yeah, so 19, I think it would actually be a really good name. Well, they went with Riley Jane, so maybe they need a middle name. Yeah, I think 19 would be a really good middle name. You could put the numbers, or you could spell it out either way. Highway is just pretty cool. Um, Sinkhole would be a... Uh, I don't don't like that one, actually. But it's got a story behind it. Okay, how about this one? Okay. Atmosphere, because of the atmospheric river. Yeah, actually, do you know what? Talk to elementary school teachers in Victoria right now, and I think there probably are a handful of kids who are already named Atmospheric River. True. Oh boy, this fun online trend right now is looking up your name on Urban Dictionary and seeing if the definition applies to you. Okay, well, let's do it. Let's go look up my name right now, Jenny. All right. Um, So the first definition, Jen, of your name, it says, uh, this person is the most wonderful flower of a human being and everyone who comes near them is immediately 40% happier and often gets a raise at their job shortly after their encounter. Yeah, I mean, that's not wrong. That's pretty accurate, I'd say. Okay, okay, but okay, listen to definition number two, though. Oh, okay. Very specific. It says, a non-leg washer in the shower, even if she gets something gross like dog poop on her legs, uh, she still doesn't wash her legs. She just waits till it all rubs off on uh, the inside of her pants. Uh, Synonym for nasty ass leg uh, hat. No, nope. No, I don't no, I don't think that's true. <laughs> it must have been some other Jenny. I guess. Yeah, it's not me. Well, no. Okay. Okay, well, let's just look at mine. Okay, I'll look at yours. Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, let me read it first. Oh. Oh my god, this is too bad to read. Paul, I can't read this. Okay. Well, read the second one. Maybe it's better. Okay. Oh god, this is also really bad. Uh, I hope this isn't true about you, bud. Uh, but oh my god, wow. It it also mentions your last name and your social security number. Wow, that's correct. How did it get that? I'm so sorry. Ooh, this made uh, headlines. A single family detached home in Toronto got listed for $1. A single buck. $1. In in the hottest housing market in the whole country. uh, Oh my gosh, that's incredible. This is like a dream come true for a lot of people. Now say, okay, (laughs) if if you were to see this, how much would you bid for a house like that? It has a yard. It's got Uh a front yard. Yes. Well, what is it? Probably over a a thousand square feet here. Yeah. Beautiful. Wow. Okay. Well, they ask $1, you know, I want to be generous here. So I would go, what's a good rule of thumb here? Like 30% over asking is quite a lot. So a a buck 30, Okay. maybe a a buck and a half. I might chip in two extra quarters. (laughs) Wow. That's very generous. Yes. Um, so this house ended up selling for one point two, not dollars, million dollars. Oh, I oh, was way, way off. What I mean, the heck? if I honestly saw that, I would probably go for maybe three hundred fifty thousand. I'd be like, you know what? I could, I could manage it. I could manage this. Maybe I'll win the bid, the bidding war if everyone goes low. Well, I thought it was very sweet what you said. You thought, oh, to see a house for one dollar, mm-hmm. you thought. Maybe this was like a uh, like a generous <laughs> thing, right? Like, yes, yeah. I I'm donating the house. It is one dollar, and the bids. I'm not looking for money. I'm looking for like the nicest story. Right. Who really deserves to live in this house in this wild market? I'm donating the house. I've seen that happen in the past. Sure, no, it makes but headlines. This is what happens in yeah. hot hot housing markets like Toronto. Is that it's nothing more than a marketing gimmick. Mm-hmm. People are like one dollar, and then of course they bid high fair value, fair market prices. It goes. For $1.2 million, they say it's a colossal waste of everyone's time. Oh, yeah. You create this huge bidding war. Imagine all the paperwork you have to go through, the back and forth. Oh, my gosh. For the homeowner, for the buyer, for everyone, it is a colossal waste of time. But you get a lot of bids coming in. So I guess it was a success. I suppose. Brutal. Hello. Hi. Hi. Is that Noel? Yeah. Hi, it's Paul and Jenny calling from The Zone. How are you? Hey, guys. I'm well. How are you? Great. Am I going to shoot you on a Roy? Well, let's just take this one step at a time here. First, (laughs) the John and Roy holiday sandwich. Yeah. Can you please identify those three songs for us? It was Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree, Let It Go, and Jingle Bell Rock. Later we'll have some fucking fun. Let it go, 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 let it go. Snowing and blowing, our bushels are fine. That's right! 
Okay. Congratulations yeah. for doing this. Now, I just want to say that I thought this was really easy, and clearly you did as well. I got there, yeah. Yeah. Because of the, the it was easy because you could just sing along, right? Cause exactly. Because it was, the, the line was, we'll have some pumpkin pie and we'll do some caroling. And then you could just go, Hey, rocking around the Christmas tree, right? Yeah, it takes about you one minute, there, 30 seconds you, singing the rest you, of the song, but and you, you get, get to the there, title. Right? And then exactly what it sounded like in my car a minute ago. <laughs> See? Yeah. And then, of course, Let It Go by John Roy. They were singing Let It Go, Let It Go, Let It Go, Let It Go. And then yeah. what was their one? Jingle Bell Rock? Mm-hmm. What'd you yep. have there? Oh, yeah, my favorite line. Snowing and blowing and bushes of fun. Hey, now the Jingle Rock has begun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You guys are awesome. Okay, so what's so tricky about this is that every single <laughs> Christmas lyric is the same in every single song. So it's really challenging. I found it. I was like, that could have been Holly Jolly Christmas. Yeah, it could have been. Anyway, also say we are impressed by your abilities and congratulations. Awesome. You are going to John Thank Roy you. Holiday Special. So excited. Thank you. The Afternoon Zone with Paul Plastino and Jenny West. Hey, thanks. We just want to address something at the top here. Um, a lot of people have been accusing us of hoarding Christmas trees, but I mean, you don't know. There might be a Christmas tree shortage. Yeah, like I like this year I bought um, four or five, six or seven queers. Okay, being the, honest. Like, okay, I, like br- I bought 12 Christmas yes, trees okay. just in case one died or maybe like one could have been, you know, infested with squirrels. You don't know. I mean, what if we run out this year? So I decided I now have 12 Christmas trees in my living room. Okay, you don't know. I went to the Christmas tree store and you ever heard of sap and 12 of these trees were stuck together. So I just was like, okay, sure, I'll take 12. And now you have an enchanted forest in your house. How you, Christmas right. incre- incredible is it? I need an enchanted forest. It's tradition in our family to have that in, in our home every Christmas. You don't know that I don't live in an enchanted forest, Leave okay? Me alone. Keep your nose out of my business. I'm trying to survive here. I'm trying to make maple syrup in my living room this year. Is that hoarding? Or is it preparing for the future? That's right. Don't hate because we are looking ahead and planning out Christmas. I did not think about the pine needle cleanup that I'd be having to do with all these Christmas trees. Does someone want a Christmas tree? Yeah, we are prepared to sell you jerry cans full of Christmas tree needles for a huge profit for us. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Tell me about this. I'm so excited you proclaimed to me that uh, we were... Yes, and about Christmas trees there off the top, yeah. and, and you made the decision. I knew you were distracted from work the last few days on Marketplace <laughs> looking for used fake Christmas trees. Yeah. You now have decided to come over to the live tree side. Well, yeah, I was uh, ta- talking with my partner. We weren't sure which one, because there was pros and cons for both of them, right? One, we like felt kind of wasteful getting a real Christmas tree, then also like the cleanup of it, having to chip the tree, and then mm-hmm. vacuum, because we have a carpeted place. It was mm-hmm. like, ooh, mm-hmm. man. This is going to be a lot of work. And then the other thing was, yeah, buying a used um, Christmas tree that someone, you know, was trying to get rid of. I liked the idea of reusing them because they end up in the landfill all the time, right? Yep. But I have no storage. I have absolutely no storage at this point. So we're like, you know what? Let's do a real tree this year. Let's see how it works with with, with our Dyson. We'll just vacuum a lot. It'll smell good. Let's try it this year because it's been a while since I've had any Christmas tree. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited for you. Thanks. I'm sure that someone who pays more attention than me certainly (laughs) could tell you why, what is better for the environment than the other, back and forth. Yeah, because you're right. It's... Something that eventually will get tossed away, right. but but you but the lifespan of an artificial tree is such that like you could have it for twenty years if you wanted to, right? But what is it for making the Christmas tree? That's got to right. be a big carbon footprint. And then growing the trees out in the wild—is that like could that be better used for? Food. I, like, I you know what know. I've been seeing that's uh, that people are getting into this year is growing their own Christmas tree and like and then putting it in a pot and then using it for Christmas. If you happen to have a yard or a place <laughs> to like put it back into the ground after, I know a lot of people are doing that. Then but, they just go uh, and dig up the same tree year after yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a cute thing. That would be a cute tradition. I years ago proclaimed, and that's why I'm so glad to welcome you to this. Okay. The real tree, I really feel, is the way to go. <laughs> okay. You chip it, whatever, it goes back to nature. 
nature, circle of life. Okay. It also, yeah, that smell, that Jen. Smell. There's no replacing it for the holiday season. And it's really nice to have that like weird connective tissue to ancient tradition, mm. nature, to have a real tree in your house. And guess what? I really feel this way too. The artificial trees are perfect little triangles. Yeah. When you go get a real tree, go for the ugliest one oh, you can. Yeah. The lights look better, the ornaments, everything. This, the personality <laughs> of an ugly Christmas tree mm-hmm. is just something else. You're going to love it. Well, it is the season now, and mm-hmm. tales old as time every year. Everyone always has the conundrum and the struggle. Do I buy a new tree? Do I buy a live tree? Um, a, a tree that was alive? A fake tree? Mm. And we're just kind of jawing about it. And then we got a very interesting message from his owner named Lindsay, who we decided to phone up on the zone phone. Hello, Lindsay speaking. Good afternoon. Hi. So you used to be the queen of green? Yes. You used to air all my green living tips. I remember that. I remember queen of green. That was me. Nice to talk to you, Lindsay. Yeah. Thank you. So we were talking about the benefits, like the pros and cons of an artificial tree and a real tree. And then you sent me this article on the davidsuzuki.org, an article that you had written yourself, queen of green, Mm -hmm. um, just talking about the pros and cons. Can you kind of take us through it? Well, yeah, it's a, some people think it's a conundrum, and, and I think it's the plastic trees, the reusability is what gets people, is they mm. think, well, I'm, you know, each year I'm disposing of something. And then a few years ago, different models came on for the live tree. The other thing I've done is, like, you can go tour our local CRD landfill. You will see artificial Christmas trees in there, as Jenny mentioned. Mm. They eventually go there. There's no way to recycle the plastic and the components of an artificial tree to this date has not been solved. So you would suggest a potted plant would be the the most like eco-friendly? Which I think Paul alluded to, like there's the potted, you can do a potted tree. Yeah. And maybe your family gets into a ritual of buying a new one every year. Like if you do have land or access to land or um, something like that, where you're going to replant it, that's also an option. And then you can keep decorating those even outside. I mean, it's a very ancient cool tradition that I think people should find a way to embrace. And you can even do it before, well, most of us do put up trees and bring the greenery and the smells. But there's a reason that we feel called to that. And that's because it's our connection, deep connection to nature, our calling in of the light and appreciating the darkest days. Lighting up trees outside, bringing in greenery inside has always been part of our humanity. That's so interesting. Okay, so for for a lot of us who don't either have the yard space or the wherewithal to you know be doing a, the potted um, wet way like you're going, Lindsay, the way that I do is I go to a tree lot, I pick out a tree that's been cut down, and then afterwards I chip it. Is that a relatively yeah. you know environmentally friendly way to do the tree thing as well? Is that okay? It has its perks. I mean, sometimes it's really hard to know from that tree supplier, like if they were sprayed with pesticides, was mm. that land cleared? Mm. you know, how they grow the tree. It was a pretty agriculturally intensive practice, but wood chipping and putting it back to nature is also helpful. Lindsay, this was so helpful. Thank you. You just solved all of our questions. (laughs) Well, yeah, or added more curiosity. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy and have a good holiday. And I'll uh, bug you guys again with other eco things when they come up. Please. Yes. Yes. I just got the phone with Will and uh, Zoner Will, and he was telling me about he's making his own driftwood Christmas tree. Love that. So That's just, cool. Right? Forage driftwood off the beach, whatever, and yeah. then they're going to dry it all out and then dowel it and put it just all together like it looks like a Christmas tree. That's great. And then at the end of the year, take it apart, store it, do it again next year. That's pretty much what I did last year, except I didn't do the actual work. I just took one big piece of driftwood and kind of used it as like a festivist pole. Very West Coast vibes. Very cool. Very cool. Nice, Will. Well, happy Thanksgiving to our American zoners over the water there. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. I gotta say, Americans do Thanksgiving in a, in a little bit of an extra way. I always feel like all these recipes, all these like extra, extra mm. crazy recipes, they all come from the United States. Is that right? And uh, what I can say here in Canada is we got the date better. October oh. is a better date. Spreads out the 
the holiday season a little bit more. Yeah, I find having the two like big turkey dinners because a lot of people have turkey dinner on uh, Christmas as well. Yes. Yeah, spreading those out it just makes it a little bit more satisfying. I find. Yeah, yeah, me too. But but Americans like know how to do things. Like I don't know, I have to do the research on it. But I really think that a turducken came from the states, don't you think? Oh yeah, that seems like something from the states. Yeah. So my advice to all Canadians on today would be, you know, most for the most part, we just kind of ignore that it's Thanksgiving down there. Try and see online. You're gonna find these recipes and things popping up. Mm. Just make a little note of them. Oh, that looks crazy. Oh, that looks good. Maybe I'll try that next year. And then next year, when Thanksgiving rolls around, you go in your diary mm. and you find those good recipes. Those wild ones. I like the recipes that involve marshmallows. And like a regular feast, not part of dessert, but like part of, you know, the regular feast is like yams and marshmallows. We just throw marshmallows into anything. <laughs> then we call it salad. Um, Do you know what I saw today? <laughs> what was that? Do you know Rice Krispie squares? Yeah. Right? Rice Krispies? Someone was making Rice Krispies. Rice Krispie squares, but they weren't with Rice Krispies. It was just with rice. Oh, it's cooked rice oh, mixed cooked, in. Picturing it, no, not cooked. Not cooked rice. <laughs> cooked rice mixed in, no. made into a bar, like with marshmallows, just like you would with Rice Krispie squares, uh, but not Rice Krispies mm, with rice. Like a sweet rice is good, though. I like that. It looked okay. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Now you just posed, uh, sent me a thing about uh, cranberry pickle pie from Utah. Now, this, I think, was um, like a trick that oh. happened on the internet and then also a, a local Utah news station, I think, got caught up in it and didn't fact check. Oh, okay. But what it was is a picture of a pie that's just a bunch of cranberries on the inside and then topped with a bunch of pickles. Mmm, delicious. Do you think? No. If it was real, would you eat it? I would give it a taste, yeah. I would absolutely give it a taste. Tangy tart. Just because of the name. Cranberry pickle pie. Oh, you know what? I have a relative named Cranberry Pickle Pie. <laughs> He's a goof. Yeah. Uh, so this video came out was earlier this week, I guess, and now it's trickled here across the country. Obviously made headlines in Edmonton where it first came out because it's a tour of Connor McDavid, big Edmonton Oiler hotshot superstar hockey player. Mm-hmm. Him and his girlfriend showing you around their house. Right. So if you haven't seen this video, please go and have a look. Just pause the radio right now and then come <laughs> back after you watch the video. No, no, no. Just kidding. You can't do that. Just, yeah, go eventually and watch this YouTube video of them showing you around their beautiful, gigantic mansion. And then uh, and then take a scroll through the comments because everyone, it's really mean. Everyone's like ripping on their house. They're just dunking on this beautiful mansion. It's a mansion. <laughs> They're rich hockey player money. I, come on. I it's got an elevator in it. <laughs> yeah, it's got it's got like a theater room. It's got a pool table. It's got a huge gym, like a basketball court. For some reason, it's got flipping everything. It's got it's a whole city. It's got a custom bed that the TV like goes down into the foot of the bed. You know that thing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're like, oh, I would never live there. Of, right? Of hey, course you would. We're all watching The Office for the tenth time with our laptop propped up on our chest in bed. Yeah. Oh yeah, really? You knew it. So, anyways, it's not my style either. I don't love big square mansions like that. But I'm not going to dunk on a millionaire hockey player. Well, I just love videos like that. I mean, when MTV Cribs was a thing, it is still now. I think they just brought it back. Mm-hmm. But yeah, those were one of my favorite shows. I love seeing how people live. Tim. Oh, it's so fun. Who Do you have any um, like uh, houses from TV or movies or any of that that you remember that are like, oh, if I was a multi, multi-millionaire hockey player, that's the house I would buy? Because oh. living in Victoria has ruined me for houses, <laughs> yeah. right? I look at it. Cozy, tiny, two-bedroom, forties-build, cove ceiling bungalow, and I'm like, oh my god, that's worth to two million dollars. I love imagine that. living in that house, detached, single-family home. <laughs> my god, um, what's a dream house? Well, you know, I had a realistic point of view growing up as a kid. I was like, ah, oh, I got to keep it, you know, within what could actually happen, so I don't, you know, put myself up with extreme disappointment. Um, one one apartment that I really love was the apartment from New Girl. Mm. It, it's so funny in shows. They like, they're like, oh, this dumpy old apartment that we live in, and yes. it's the most beautiful apartment I've ever seen. It's love like that. an old warehouse converted yeah. into an apartment. That is so cool. I love that. That's like, yeah, a dream within my life. Hopefully, I'll be able to do that. A lot of exposed brick, I oh, imagine, right? That. A lot of hipster yeah, yeah. action, Zoe Deschanel exposed brick vibes. Yeah. How about you? Um, I get two, and they're opposite. Weirdly, mm. I would. My dream house is either 
the Hobbit hole from Lord of the Rings. Amazing. I want to live inside the ground like that? Yeah. Absolutely. A little cozy fire, squashy armchairs, visit by a wizard. Ugh, so good. And then I love like penthouses in the middle of big cities like <laughs> yeah. Tony Stark, Iron Man, you know, from the Avengers movies where he lives on top of an Avenger Tower right in the middle of Manhattan in New York. Yeah. And you get to fly in and out with your Iron Man costume. I mean, that seems pretty sweet. Skip traffic. I see you have the relatable and realistic vibes that I do as well. Yeah, pretty similar. (laughs) So I don't know if the name Prince Midnight means anything to you. An artist who a bunch of years ago made some headlines when he took his... uh, deceased uncle's skeleton and turned it into a functional guitar. Oh, wow. So what happened was his uncle donated his body to a local college in Greece, you know, for educational purposes, but once it was no longer needed by that institution, they gave the skeleton back to the family. Oh, wow. And, you know, to bury a skeleton was cost some money. So this guy is like, oh, okay, he's an artist. Mm -hmm. So he says, all right, I'll just make the skeleton into a guitar then that you can actually play. Pretty metal, right? pretty heavy metal. Now, how do you follow Follow up a skeleton guitar? <laughs> I don't know. This artist, Prince Midnight, has released a, a toilet in the shape of <laughs> Lars Ulrich from Metallica. Now, it's, it's very. not using bones. No, I don't think there's any bones involved. Because <laughs> okay. uh, that would be sad to just know, like, yeah, after I passed, I was made into a toilet. And now that's that's where I'm, I'm at. You'd rather be a guitar? I think I'd rather be a guitar, yeah. How about you? I don't know. <laughs> The toilet really, you know, there's that sense of relief. Mm, that's nice. Like, ah, thank, thank you, Grandpa Paul. Thank you for being here for me. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, the toilet is terrifying and very gross. It looks, I guess, like a Lars Ulrich and uh, is wearing a shirt that says Lars Ulrich, but seems to be pantsless. Mm. And you kind of like not sit on Lars's lap oh. to use the toilet, but like in between his legs. <sighs> Okay. Like he's almost kind of like a pottery wheel sitting around you. Oh, that's nice. That's comforting. As you use the toilet. Um, Do you know how much it is? Like, is this something that we can purchase, I wonder? Or is it just a one-off? By the looks of it, it's just this in this guy's house. (laughs) Just a personal item. Yeah, but it might be that he's going to auction it for who knows what charity or maybe just to make money. I don't know. (laughs) That's great. Live your dreams, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for joining the PJ Party. For more from Paul and Jenny, get them live 2 to 6 weekday afternoons on The Zone at 91.3 or around the world via the Internet's tubes at thezone.fm. Do them a solid and leave a review wherever you get this podcast. And tell your friends about it. Paul and Jenny are both on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so get in touch. Thanks for joining the PJ Party.